0: You're listening to the Colts Blue Zone Podcast with Mike Chappell and Dave Griffiths. Inside the Fox 59 CBS4 Podcast Studio, welcome to the Colts Blue Zone Podcast. Alongside Mike Chappell and Matt Adams, I'm Dave Griffiths. And the Colts are... Riding as high as they can be, Chap, but everyone else in the AFC seems to be riding right along with them. So even though the Colts are 5-1 and one over the last six, they are just staying at the very edge of playoff contention still as we turn into week, what will be now, 16 in the NFL season. And a uh, visit to the Falcons awaits them. And uh, you got to keep winning because everybody else just seems to keep winning right now.
1: Except Jacksonville. Except
0: Jacksonville, which, which makes
1: it even more interesting. Which, which again, uh, for so long we had talked about Playoff, 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 wild card. Now the AFC South is in play. Mm -hmm. Uh, I haven't seen an update on Trevor Lawrence, but he's in concussion protocol. Right. Apparently Houston will be without Stroud again. Yeah,
0: his concussion's just not going away. So
1: while so much has gone against this team this year, we'll get into the latest personnel issues, injuries and all that. Here they are. That's Mm -hmm. what's amazing. That all the stuff they've gone through with the first year coach and went out, and there's probably a very good chance you win the division, which means a home game. Mm-hmm. So crazy how things go, So, but you got to finish.
0: Yeah, and Matt, we were talking just a, a second or two ago about like the, if we said this three weeks ago that the division was in play, we would have been left out of the room here, but uh, now there's a three-way tie for that first spot, but of course, Colts fans know uh, with Jacksonville in there, since you lost both of them, you're essentially one game back
2: with three games to go, but like Chap just said, that's certainly not an insurmountable deficit. No, we, we did not think... I, I, Three weeks ago, I, I did not even think that was going to be a possibility. Even no. if if Jacksonville dropped a game or two, but the problem is they've dropped a lot of games. Right. They dropped like three in a row, so that sets it up so that you know. And, and really, Houston, I, I know they may probably won't have Stroud this week, but Houston's in the same situation as the Colts. If you can win out at the end of your season, and Jacksonville drops one more game, you win mm-hmm. the division. You host a home playoff game, yeah. and this is unfathomable to unfathomable to me because Jacksonville had looked. So good up to a point, and then all of a sudden, it's just kind of the bottom's falling out.
0: There. And, and chap, like you said, it, it goes to the backup quarterbacks now because with uh, with with um, what's his face uh, in Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence
1: uh out now you got a concussion too uh short-term yeah. memory is one of those yeah, exactly. are I you might. okay you are you, right? know. you I, I, just have st-
0: I have sticker shock right now because we, we have to replace a gas line in the house i was oh, getting geez. close this morning oh. from it's to to the furnace not to the furnace to the fireplace you know so uh, it's not even the main gas line you know it's like the house is fine just my wife can't turn on the, the fireplace when she wants to in the evening oh so darn i know Dar it! Now we have to replace this this gas line. But 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 I get like I'm not I'm not burying my wife here. I like I get it completely. Like this this needs to be replaced. And like it, it I, I'm not going to get into all the semantics. But but for all for all of our listeners out there, I'll just let you know you have two options in life. You can either be happy or you can own a home. Those are your two options, and there are no other options because when you own a home, you will not be happy because you're going to get bombarded with things that just happen over and over and over. And, again and I've
1: got house. my car was in the shop yesterday. The wife's in the shop. <laughs> today yeah yep. mm-hmm. christmas time when you don't want to be paying x number of dollars and, for and here we are and, and while houses are tough to upkeep cars are a pain in the butt yeah because it's not they don't nickel and dime you right you know, they, they $50 and $100 you so.
0: Well, the best thing, Chap, that is you still have your uh, salary coming in, but there's a couple of members on the Colts who do not right now for the remainder of nice the season. Nice
2: transition.
1: Thank that's you a very great much. segue, that's Dave. A plus.
0: Tony Brown and Isaiah McKenzie suspended for three games, and that's the last three games of the regular season. Uh, the team is, of course, uh, keeping a tight lip as to why that is the case. Shane Steichen saying, The team set standards, and people must be held accountable. Both were healthy scratches last week for the game against Pittsburgh, so you can deduce the fact that whatever was simmering or whatever happened likely happened before that game, and just the suspension didn't come until after the game. Um, Isaiah McKenzie, 13 games played. He had 11 catches this year, 84 yards. He was primarily the team's returner, both on kickoffs and punts this year. Uh, Tony Brown, a special team's player mainly uh, very impactful on in that area of the game uh, he played in 12 games this year saw significant snaps on defense against the saints was playing very much out of position as an outside corner mainly in that game he's primarily a backup on the inside to kenny moore i would say is it would be his primary his, his best role on on defense but uh everyone saw that what was not his best yeah, he, he role. he was on out defense, of his depth he was completely it was it was not a good look um, so, like, I, I don't want to completely explain it away. Like, you'd hope, you'd hope for something better that happened. But at the same time, like I said, that was not thrown him into the best position to succeed. Remember
1: what Gus Bradley told us. Why did you do that? Well, we just wanted to see what he could do. Well, and, and we that, knew what we knew what Baker could do. You know, that that, and that's no re- That's no way to change your you know, lineup. And now Daryl Baker's doing
0: like right. decent in, in recent weeks, to be fair, to, to Daryl at the same time. so but, but all that, to go back to the, the suspensions, no more Tony Brown, no more Isaiah McKenzie chap, so the Colts are going to have to go the rest of the regular season at least. Playoffs to be determined. Shane Steichen wouldn't say whether this suspension would last longer than that. But for the next three games, no more Brown, no more McKenzie.
1: And uh, Tony Brown will be the bigger loss. I mean, when, when, you, when they left him alone as a special teams player, he's pretty good. And I thought the, the coverage was, was pretty shoddy with him inactive. So that, that's not a coincidence. But it, it's really when when Shane Steichen says we have standards and you will be held accountable, you know, that, that's, that's what they're doing. And I guess from a team point of view, you'd, you'd rather make examples of people at the bottom of your roster than if this happens to somebody much higher up the food chain. But, no, it's, it, and it's crazy. Uh, there had to be, and we knew better, but there had to be f- three or four follow-ups. Oh, yeah. And it was the same thing, internally, <laughs> private. Uh-huh. And we went in the locker room, and those players were given their marching orders. I asked Julian <laughs> Blackman, yeah, we're going to let Coach Shane take care of that. I right. even asked Ryan Kelly. Mm-hmm. He stood there and looked at me. And nice as can be, and <laughs>
0: in Ryan Kelly fashion, and
1: I said, I can ask you three or four different ways about this. He said, "Yep, not going to comment on <laughs> it." So, so that's what they want. The, the problem is, as we all know, is in absence of, of details, your mind wanders. This is such a harsh penalty that this this could not have been. They missed bed check. They right. missed a meeting or two. This had to be something. And at some point, it will come out because because it, it does. It always comes out. But for now, they're going to keep this in house, and I understand that. It's just that when you tell the media that we're not going to tell you, well, then we really want to know mm-hmm. what was going on. But for now, this is where they stand, and they're they're not going to breathe a word of it. Yeah,
0: Matt. When whenever you're talking about a uh, ha, ha, just a team, I mean, offense and defense are the first two that come to mind, but special teams is. Uh, is an incredibly valuable piece too. It's not. It's not as dynamic as either of the other two typically. But we saw earlier this year. I mean, in the Titans game, how how valuable spe- quality special teams play can be. Baltimore and Baltimore, how quality but special teams play can be, and we'll get into Matt Gay a little bit later in this show too. But um, but not having Tony Brown, I think, is a can be a significant loss. It it, it comes to other people to step up, as it always does. And uh, Josh Downs will be the one to step up for for the return in the returner role. It seems uh, as what we saw last week. But um, but somebody else is gonna have to fill in for Tony Brown in in the coverage role and, uh, and try not to get too many. Uh, too many,
2: lose too many hidden yards uh, from from the special teams standpoint. Well, And and as good as special teams has been for the Colts in some of their games this year, the last couple weeks have not been great for them. They they had the special teams penalty that uh, led to a field or to to a touchdown for the Bengals in in that debacle. And then, I mean, if you have one negative uh, from the game that they played a very good game against the Steelers, but they were not good on special teams again, we we had a blocked punt, uh, we had the coverage unit break down a couple of times, and then you mentioned Matt Gay having some struggles from the kicking game. So it's still an important part and it can win or lose you some games. Yeah, and, and as chap
0: as you referred to, it's not a coincidence that Tony Brown was out for this last game and and the the coverage unit against Pittsburgh w- was not up to par from what we've seen in the past because that like it's relevant it, and, and that's I think that's the point that I'm trying to drive home is that like is it as bad as losing DeForest Buckner or Kenny Moore? No, because those guys are are pro bowl guys on the defensive side of the ball that see 60-70 snaps a game. But is it significant that they'll see five or six snaps a game and could result in a swing of 15 to 25 yards, depending on if, if the, uh, the the coverage is, is bad or really bad. Yeah, it's, it's a significant loss. So so the Colts are going to have to go forward without them, and we'll see exactly how that, how that shapes up down the road. And when, when, when there's just little margin for error, little errors or little differences— just become magnified so this is this is something that could become magnified well, that
1: and, and when you're facing teams like they are now that are offensively challenged the last thing you want to do is give off a 25yard pump return or whatever where it is a shorter field so it, it, those are the hidden mm-hmm. yards in and, and again this team's doing what it needs to but you can't you can't give a team Atlanta with a backup quarterback uh uh, you know, again, short field, like, like the Colts did a couple of times last week with, with Pittsburgh. So it'll be felt. I, I think they're going to feel Tony Brown's loss more than McKenzie. I, I really do. Although now Isaiah McKenzie, he, he might might have been needed if Michael Pittman's right. not, not right. going to be, which we won't know. Although they play totally different positions. At receiver so but uh, I think it, it'll be I think Tony Brown will be missed more than uh, Isaiah McKenzie
0: but even with uh, the loss of both of those players the Colts did end up uh, wrecking the Steelers 30 to 13 did not look like that would be the case early on uh, giving up uh, 13 straight points to open the game but and the Colts went and scored 30 unanswered themselves to uh, to bring us to that final score some some huge performances by the offensive line to open up holes not for Jonathan Taylor not for the injured Zach Moss who we'll have to update uh, on his status later Uh, but for for the likes of Trey Sermon and Tyler Goodson delivering 170 yeah exactly exactly 170 yards on the ground five yards per carry and they were both running well Uh, there was one point in that game where uh, they they had a 13 play drive every play was a run until they kicked a field goal uh, at the end of it. It was run, 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 run. Pittsburgh couldn't do anything to Converted stop it. Converted
1: two third and shorts on the drive. Yes,
0: they did. Uh, be- the best way to, to stop a uh, dynamic pass rush of T.J. Watt is to not pass the ball. <laughs> and uh, especially with how T.J. Watt came out early in that game. Had a pair of sacks there. I believe they were both in the first quarter. If not, they were both early yeah, on. I they were both early on. Like yeah.
1: yeah. You're yeah. thinking, oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, here we go again. Yeah. Here we with, go again. With
0: Blake Freeland uh, over there. A rookie going up against tj watt who who could have predicted this would happen <laughs> and, and then they were able to kind of turn the tables by really turning the strategy uh realizing what the offensive line was doing in the run game and was able to just pound him pound, him, pound that, him. that
1: was the perfect game plan the way this team is built yep it, it is you know Minshew made made his throws I, what i wrote about after the game is it's remember stike and it's throw to score points and, and run to win. Run to win. Yep. And, you know, the three touchdowns early, uh, passing touchdowns gives them the lead. They they only threw, I think, Minshew threw seven passes in the second half. Mm-hmm. It, One that, of them was the touchdown to Mo. Right. And that's what you want. It, it works. I think the offensive line took exception to, not the criticism, because the criticism was valid, mm-hmm. but how they were playing. And uh, certainly in Cincinnati, it wasn't a good day. And I went back and you know, finally looked, so much goes on. The 170 was the most they've ever rushed against Pittsburgh mm-hmm. in, in, in the history of the series. So it, that was very impressive. And again, and now it's do it again. You know, good, good right. job. Do it again.
0: Yeah, uh, the Colts also snapped a eight game losing streak to Pittsburgh, and finally a a quarterback not wearing number eighteen for the Colts is a uh, is a winner for the Indianapolis Colts is a winner against uh, your fine friends over there in the uh, in the Steel City. Um, Boy, there were a lot of
2: Steeler fans here. There were, there were the They travel well. Like, oh. I saw a lot of towels when they would do yep. the crowd shots. Holy, oh,
1: mm-hmm. they were quiet at the end. Yes, they were. Very the way, much the way so. to quiet them down is to yeah, take that, stuff the ball down their throat. So the the nine-minute drive probably not only killed that. That the, the do, Steelers, that, but that the was, fans as well. They, were they up eight, nine at the time? I can't remember what it was, but that drive gave them the cushion, and it yeah. took nine minutes off the clock. It
0: did. Yeah, it, was, it was a crucial drive, and got they got what they needed. I think I think they were up eight because that it, or that's seven I, or eight because it made it a two-score game.
1: And there's nothing more demoralizing to a defense, then you know they're gonna run the ball. They mm-hmm. they sort of told you by yep. the way they were doing we're gonna run the ball. And they do it. Like I said, they converted a couple, a third and two, a third and yeah. four, whatever it was. With a guy who was on the practice squad two days ago. That's that's what's amazing. Yeah. I, I think Goodson had I think it was eleven snaps in three games in and in Trey Sermon hadn't done much. I think he had was it thirty some yards something something on on the season and and that's what you want. I mean, you know, we we sort of roll our eyes when they say next man up, but that's what this league is. Mm -hmm. They're where they are in large part as much as we and I've been critical because Gardner Minshew is the next man up. Yeah, he's been as as effective as any backup over not not one game or two games, but over an extended time, and he has. Basically, save their season. And he did that uh, against the
0: Steelers uh, for the most part without his star receiver, Michael Pittman Jr. Got knocked out of the game. Remains in concussion protocol. The, what a uh, vicious hit! It was. It was a. It was a brutal hit. And uh, the uh, the young man who uh, ma- who made that hit was suspended for the NFL for the rest of the season
1: and postseason
0: and the postseason as well. Uh, he it was I believe his fifth or sixth. Uh, that was his sixth sixth penalty. Uh, his uh, sixth finable unnecessary roughness penalty. That's true. That's true. This year, so it was the sixth fine he got from the NFL. Um, and uh, that is a uh, a lot to, well, one, to say the one least. One thing
1: I and I mentioned on social media is, the league is all about you know we're we're, we're going to get this out of the game, mm-hmm. not just a hit, but this he had been fined five times for unnecessary roughness. Right. At what point mm-hmm. shouldn't like after three, he you should be down like, oh, for okay. A, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> no. uh, it, it, it took. Uh, a, a, a helmet leading play to get him suspended. Well, I would think after four or five penalties, he's not get he's not getting not penalties. Right, he's not findable, findable offenses. Penalties. He's not getting the message. Right.
0: So, but but now we'll see if he gets the message next year. You know, when he when he returns to the field, I'm sure it'll be a short leash uh, from the NFL. Uh, it, at least it should be. Um, there was
1: I, I forget his name. There was a safety at Denver that got suspended. Four games this year. Yeah, I remember that. And, and he I appealed the name it to, to down to two games. Yeah, they're trying to legislate this out
0: of the game, and mm-hmm. and, and that's the thing because it's it's to legislate it out of the game means it has been part of the game, and that means Correct. guys who have been in the game uh, look at it and say oh, that wasn't a penalty when I was in it. Guys yes, like any, anybody in mind, Colts uh, assistant defensive backs coach Mike Mitchell, who decides it was a good idea to go out and tweet about it and say that. Uh, and bemoan the fact that this uh, this was a penalty i and, don't know
1: how to teach my guys or for, whatever exactly
0: it was. saying i don't know what to what to say i don't know how to teach them well teach them the rules. I, I would say that. Teach them the rules. And and first of all to Mike, I respect the heck out of him cuz he came here during a time when that Colts defense defense entirely what a
1: difference needed, he made. Needed, made needed a, a difference. real leader
0: and he was he was a big big contributor for young guys like Kenny Moore was either a rookie or a second year guy when he was here played a massive role in in Kenny's development and and leading up that unit at the time. And is, has still kept giving back to the Colts as an assistant coach. And I think even before he was technically on the staff, he was he was still working here in some form or fashion with the defensive backs. And, and now he is technically an assistant defensive backs coach. But, A, not smart to tweet this out. And I understand the feeling to do it, like the frustration. So I understand where he's coming from. But not smart when it's your guy and it's Michael Pittman that got knocked out and has a
1: concussion and might not be able to play next week. In, in any I, I didn't see the time difference but then he put out he a, again. a a retweet where hey I, I love Michael I love Pet to to life which is yeah, good a good terminology. <laughs> yeah, thank you for using but, that. But one. yeah, that's one of the, the initial ones I think that's one where you you write it. You look at it and think, "Nah, uh-huh. I shouldn't do that." Yes. I'll keep it t- I'll, I'll go and you know hit my hand on the door to get my frustration out. Yeah. And Shane Steichen was asked about it uh Wednesday and he sort of, sort of said, "Well, he said, you know, what's about tweets, and we'll keep that internally."
0: I got the sense the chain wasn't too happy about.
1: Well, what we uh, Reggie that Wayne thought out. about it? Yeah, I, I do mean, too. So, but yeah, it's it's the bottom line is when when we haven't talked to Reg yet, not yet. Yeah, but when when it's one of your team, one of your players mm-hmm. as a team, they got they got almost knocked out. He wasn't knocked out, but but out of the game. It's just not smart to almost take the side. Uh, uh, of, of the opponent, he, like it,
0: even it, if that's your opinion as a defensive backs coach.
1: What I thought was crazy, and there was more than just one or two people on social media, sort of defending. A lot of people were. I and, have a couple put friends. And I'm who are thinking that's a hill you're going to die on. Yeah, it's, really,
0: it's just not a hill that you can live on. It, you, it
1: was. It wasn't a one time thing. Again, this is this is number six. Yeah. So find another guy to defend on that the mm-hmm. leagues make an example out of. That just made no sense to me. No,
0: and they, they're they trying to say that he led with his shoulder. It's the shoulder that made contact. He completely lowered his helmet so it was literally parallel with the ground.
1: And he he launched right himself into him and launched it. That's, like, that's what that's, I had the yeah, issue like with.
0: It, it, is, like, it is according to the letter of the law, of, of the rule book, it is an illegal hit. They,
1: they can show that on their teaching film. Very much so. This and they is what we're going to exactly nail how. you for. Him.
0: Yeah, and, and, and so there's, there's no room for defending it. Like, you can say that... Ten years ago, this was not a penalty, and I get it. And because that was it wasn't exactly, and it was never called something like this. And there were big hits. And but now the NFL is trying to keep players healthy. They're like, and and you can certainly criticize the NFL in in other ways for for its treatment of of players and player safety. I'm not going to deny that. But in this case it is one that the NFL has taken a stand in to, to it's one area of the many areas they could improve player safety that they have that they have drawn a line and said you cannot go past this line and this kid for the Steelers just keeps going past
1: the line. So, in our, our friends at Indy Star after the game they talked to Julian Blackman about the play, he said that's a play we have to get out of the game. Right. So it, the message is getting, to, mm-hmm. it, is being received by most people right. here. Yes. So it, it's, you know, and we can, there are some hits you look at and think that's football play. Mm-hmm. But the league has made it very clear what, how they're going to legislate this. Mm-hmm. And you're either on board or you suspend it, and and it's going to cost him a big chunk of money.
0: It can be frustrating as heck if somebody sacks a quarterback and kind of sort of lands directly on him as he tries to roll off. Or hits his helmet or whatever. Exactly, or just graces his helmet with his arm as he's coming through. And you can can bemoan those penalties. You can't bemoan this one. You can't do it based on what the NFL is doing right now. You can't do it. Anyway, that brings us uh, forward. Moving on. And we will touch before we move on to this week, uh, since we uh, we were uh, talking plenty about uh, what's happening in in Colt's life right now. One thing that happened was um, they went out to uh, to Riley Hospital for Children. And uh, and what's his name? Uh, Anthony Richardson. I gotta. I gotta what's remember his name? Good old Word what's his name? Anthony. Richardson. Yeah, that guy. Good get old what's board. his name? Was right there. Anthony Richardson. There. Goodness. Do we need to get you a tinted helmet? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, these <laughs> lights in here are, are brighter than usual. I don't know, guys. But Anthony Richardson there spoke with us for a good six, seven minutes, uh, just uh, about life and uh, and recovery and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says he is ahead of schedule in his rehab, which is awesome. Um, he says he is kind of pushing to, to throw as soon as possible. He also says they told him that the, uh, the timeline for throwing would be 16 weeks post surgery. And right now we are at eight weeks post. surgery. was eight weeks. Exactly. It was right on eight weeks. So, so eight more weeks would take us into February. Uh, he would love to throw next, next month. I'm sure. And so 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 we will a put completely to bed any notion that he can return this year which shouldn't have even been a, a discussion at all only among people who are not in the know online uh, to be perfectly well, honest. I had,
1: I had a high ranking Colts official t- say if we get to the AFC championship maybe uh, stop well, stop I'm, not, I'm just saying stop. that someone it came out of someone's mouth
0: stop okay right that was just okay that is that is a I mean, pie dream. I, of I pipe still may dreams. have the
1: recording. I've got it tra- transcribed. I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure you do. And I believe I put. I, I believe I use that quote in my story just a because. High
0: ranking Colts official that uh, yeah, it has okay uh, the highest I, ranking know, yeah, Colts it, official that has, uh, that has uh, a pie in the sky dreams. And, and speaks of, uh, of of fantasies as if they can become reality. I'm telling that
1: highest ranking official that you don't believe him. I do not
0: believe him uh, for in, in any in any aspect. But. That all brings us to uh, to the fact that we heard from Anthony. He looks good. He sounds good. Uh, he's uh, looking. He's working. I think is what he said now to try to work on strength because flexibility is okay, but uh, he's working on strength so that when he does get back, he's able to throw. He can quote unquote rip it. But uh, but encouraging to see the uh, the young man out there and, and taking part. And uh, but he's still still a ways away, chap, from from being good to go.
1: Yeah, and there's no reason to push it. They're just no. It, it's it's it. They're totally different injuries and players we in New York. That the, the 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 Jets have opened the window. or I guess they've added Aaron Rodgers to the active roster. He didn't go play. No. What are you doing? And one of the things that I agree with is he's taking somebody's roster spot. Yep. Yeah. It's going to trickle down to a practice squad player, but that's I don't know twenty or twenty five thousand dollars a week. Mm-hmm. Somebody ain't getting. It's pretty good because Aaron Rodgers has to be relevant. Right. I don't know what the word is. But no, the the thing with that we our our takeaway from Anthony Richardson, and we've said this before, and I'll keep saying it is, he gave us every reason to believe, he's the right guy, and the injuries are they are what they are, but I I'm encouraged because so many teams in the league still don't know what they're doing at quarterback. Chicago, what what are they going to do? I don't know. These guys know. Their biggest question at the position is: Do you resign Gardner Minshew? Which I think you do, but it's it's really encouraging. He's got a great outlook, and it's just it's good to know that he's on on track. He's pushing it. They'll let him push it a little bit. He won't throw until the doctors say. I mean I mean I mean throw I mean really throw. Right. Remember we went through this with Andrew Luck when he was throwing with what? No, I don't remember this at all. I know tennis balls, and then we were looking. I remember. I, I have you thrown I, the Duke. Yeah, we, we were comparing college footballs and high school footballs, and but stab me in when the, the, face the time comes with nice ice pick. Talking about this again. Okay, well, get, it, it's encouraging where he's at, and I, I like his outlook, and I'm looking forward to more than one play with JT and Richardson next season.
0: Yes, as we should. But but like you say, Chapa, I I think the, the the biggest decision this offseason comes to Gardner Minshew and uh it, it probably also has Something to do with whether another team like the Falcons perhaps would would give give a bigger contract to to him to come in and compete for the number one job while they're trying to get someone else going. Would
1: you? Would you? If you're another team, would you do that? I don't I mean- know.
0: But, but based on what Gardner's done here, maybe you would. Um, and and for for Gardner it comes down to whether he wants to match Shea, stay with Shane Steichen, who he's just said this week is, is was a major reason that that he came here to to Indianapolis remains a good reason to be here. I'm sure the Colts should give him a, a, a good deal. It, it, it
1: won't it, be $3.5 No,
0: it, it will be more than that, for sure. Like, they've shown, it has been proven this year, not just here in Indianapolis, but elsewhere, how valuable a backup quarterback is in the NFL. And, and we unfortunately uh, got to prepare for the case that that it will be important again. And, and we've seen here in Indianapolis, 2021, how valuable a backup quarterback can be, or when you don't have one and, and Carson Wentz is out on zero ankles and Jacob Eason isn't playing, because he's Jacob Eason, and he's not Shame a on NFL for quarterback not, for exactly. not At the time, for not for having not anybody, having for not having yeah. a backup plan, like you need a backup plan. And in the AFC this year, it looks like teams with the best backup plans are going to actually make the playoffs. So Joe Flacco, exactly Joe. Holy what a smokes. late backup plan that is. Uh, that, he, he that was on his cap. So so for the Colts, like Richardson. Future Gardner, future still uh, good. Good to see the the young man out and about.
2: Well, we've we've seen so many of the top line quarterbacks go go out, and aside from Flacco's doing some amazing things in uh, for, for Cleveland, Jake Browning. Uh, somehow the Bengals have not skipped a beat. We saw that firsthand a couple weeks ago. But I mean, as far as the Colts are concerned, I mean, you've you've got to be envious of the Colts if you're some of these teams mm-hmm. because of what and we know. Gardner's got his limitations. He's not Anthony Richardson. Right. We we understand these things. We we've said these things, but the steadying hand that he has brought to this team mm-hmm. to get them through this stretch, a, a lot of these teams that have lost their quarterbacks have got to be super jealous. Okay. Uh, th- they would love to be in that same position, I guess. And,
1: and, and they've done this with with the volatility at running back. You know, Taylor's not. You know, l- let's not forget the starting running back in the opener was Deion Jackson. Yep. Hmm. So they've done, and, and, and Taylor's missed. Gosh seven games, four, you know, missed four and then three. So to, to, to be in this position, again, as much as we've nitpicked whatever the word is, the the phrase is with Minshew, he, he's gotten him here. You know, yes, quarterbacks get too much credit and too much blame, I understand that. But that's because the ball's in their hand every freaking play on offense. So mm-hmm. he's got to do his job at a good level. When he does, and when they can do – close to what they did last week not 170 yards which would be great but do his job th- throw the you know the, the big third and whatever place i think he's done a really good job even though i've been as critical of him as anybody has he's
2: done a really nice job the last few weeks especially limiting the turnovers yes mm-hmm. and that that's key for this team if they don't you know they were plus 3 against the steelers this week and mm-hmm. when the colts can do that and they can run the ball they, well, they're, obviously, they're, they're going to win some games.
1: They're four and zero, and they don't turn the ball over, which most teams would be. Right. But you just strive. You're, you're going to have a couple of botch plays because you know the other team, as they say, is on scholarship too. When they limit it, and, and they're not the, you know, and, and we sat here last week, and we said, you know, TJ Watt's going to get his. He got two sacks, but they weren't blow up plays. So as long as you as long as you don't have those those game turning plays, you're you're in pretty good shape. And right now they're in pretty good shape.
0: And they are in good shape with three games left to play. The next one will be in Atlanta on Christmas Eve, taking on the Falcons. A 1 p.m. kickoff if you're in central Indiana on Fox 59. Let's get into our opponent a little bit here this week. The Falcons are 6 and eight, third place in the AFC, NFC South, but... Still in uh, playoff contention because somebody has to win the NFC South, and as of right now, it is the uh, uh, the Buccaneers are are in that position as we speak. But I believe the Saints are actually tied. Yeah, with, they're, uh, the, they're both seven the, seven. The Saints, and seven. Yeah, yeah, the sa- tied the Saints with them. Tonight, yeah, tied with yeah. Uh, tied with the Bucks at seven and seven and then the Falcons right behind them at 6 and 8 fall way back to the Carolina Panthers who are 2 and 12 who just beat the Falcons last week. So the Falcons are coming off a game where they literally just lost to the worst team in the NFL and yet they are favored in this game against the Colts, a one-point favorite. That. that is what we call a smelly fish in the uh, in the business. That uh, the Falcons are one-point favorites. Well, but
1: Vegas knows what they're doing. I'm sure, sure
0: they ups. do, which which gives me pause about this game a little bit. But but we'll uh, we'll, we'll break down exactly uh, who the Falcons are. Um, they have switched up their quarterback uh, again, again, too. Yeah, again, uh, Desmond Ritter. It appears is not the answer in Atlanta. Um, they were hoping that a second or third round quarterback, much in, in the same line as a uh, Jalen Hurts, could, could get them going. That is not going to be the case. The Falcons are going to have to look elsewhere for the quarterback after this year. But Taylor Heineke takes over starting duties. Uh, the former Washington football team slash uh, commanders quarterback uh, taking the first snaps under center. And uh, the last time the Colts and Falcons met was back in 2019. The Colts won by three, 27-24, home game. Jacob Brissett was the quarterback then. Touchdowns to Zach Pascal, T.Y. Hilton, and Marlon Mack in that one uh, helped power the Colts to a victory over Matt all, Ryan. All former Colts. Exactly, over Matt Ryan and the Falcons. So all those Colts there. Another
1: listed. former Colt.
0: Exactly.
2: <laughs> and, of course, the last time that – Taylor Heineke came here was the Terry McLaren game. It and was. And they should have yes. beat him. They should have beat him. <sighs>
0: and they couldn't do it. Couldn't Didn't do, do, it. do it. Didn't do it. So, uh, And uh, the Falcons have, have some decent uh, offensive weapons that Heineke will throw to. We'll get to them in a little bit. But uh, some big picture stuff first. Uh, Scoring wise, Falcons are down in 26th in the NFL. 18.4 p- points per game. And the Colts, after a, a 30-point output, of course, remain in the top 10. 8th at 24.6 points per game. So the Falcons, a team that does not score too much. They're, they're not terrible in gaining yards but they're not good uh for sure it's it's 23rd in passing yards per game only 200, excuse me, 200 passing yards per game. They're a better rushing team for sure. They average 126 yards on the ground, 4.0 4. yards per carry. That's top 10 uh, in the NFL. They're ninth in the league in rushing. Uh, Colts 18th in passing yards, about 25 more yards per game than the Falcons, about 225. Colts are 13th in the NFL in rushing yards, 114.7 per game, 4.1 yards per rush. Big plays, again, pretty comparable. Falcons have 45. The Colts have 50. And um, and that's just like I said, the, the big picture look at these teams. And, and when it comes to big NFL uh, stats, like passing is obviously the most important uh, more than rushing. So for for scoring, as as Shane Steichen says, uh, throw to score, run to win, which is what we saw last week from the Colts. Uh, the Falcons have not been able to throw the ball too well, so they've not been able to score too well. like They can run it. Uh, but uh, they never get into that position all the time to to be ahead near the end of the game in order to win. They've played a lot of close games this year, a lot of close games. um so uh it's one score games, I think they have what fourteen games. They've played i think ten uh one score games of those of those fourteen. Something and there's like a reason that. you don't win. Close games. Exactly. There, there is a reason they don't win. Uh, the Colts have had quite Colts a few games.
2: You know, one score, close games themselves, yep. and eight and six, and mm-hmm. six and eight. That's a four game swing between those two yep. teams.
0: Yep. Some, some. Uh, you, you get the the right playmakers to make the right plays, uh, both on offense and defense. Um, and uh, the Falcons have not had uh, that same production, especially um, in dynamic plays. Matt, as we were talking, we'll get into that on the defensive side of the ball. We'll, we'll touch the fact that they are minus six in the NFL, uh, 28th in the league with just 15 takeaways this year in their 14 games. They are not a dynamic defense, uh, and 21 turnovers on offense. So that's not the best number, uh, either to be minus six. Um, but like they're not a dynamic defense, but they're, they're, you might even call them a stout defense, uh, a good portion of the time. They are eighth in the league in points allowed. They're not allowing 20 points per game, 19.9. That's eighth in the NFL, Uh, The Colts way down at 27th uh, still in points allowed per game, 24.5 points per game. Total defense, the Falcons are 10th in the league. Passing defense, they're 8th in the league. Rushing defense, they're 15th in the league. So it's hard to pass against them and uh, they have some pretty good players in the secondary they have a decent pass rush Mike like like I just said kind of the difference between them and an elite defense is just takeaways they don't get quite as many takeaways but still tough to move the ball against them and they just get into these low scoring matchups when it's punt 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 and their offense can't really move the ball but the defense doesn't allow too many yards so they get into situations late in the game where, where they're not out of it but at the same time they can't make the the plays at the right time to win those games so that's kind of who the Falcons are this year Pretty good defense, but just not an offense that gets a lot done in order to uh, to convert some of these opportunities into victories.
1: Yeah, our friend Brett Bensley posted, which is really kind of interesting, they've allowed five rushing touchdowns this year, mm-hmm. all by quarterbacks. Wow. They've not given up a rushing touchdown by anybody oh. other than a quarterback. So huh. this could be a big Gardner Minshew Day, yeah. <clears throat> so got the yeah, Min th- shimmy there in the end zone. Let's go. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing that three or four yeah, times. Yeah, I mean, seriously. So, so that that's again. I and I was talking to Rick Venturi, and he said, you know, this team has problems, but he said the defense is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh and In games like this, it's where it's where those mistakes you can make mistakes, just don't make the strip sack right mistake for the offense and and anticipate you're going to have you know it's going to be one of those. As we've said, low-scoring games where in the fourth quarter, can you make that play? Can you can can, can you not allow a third and seven whatever? Because they've got good skill players, and do you trust Heineke to make those plays series after series? And you, I guess you want to say no, mm-hmm. but uh, but he did he did last year. Different right. team, totally different team. Completely. But but again, it, this is one where it, it, if the Colts go down there and they can get if Taylor can be what the other two guys were. Uh, sermon and goodson mm-hmm. were in, in, in the biggest we'll get to jt in a minute but ball security with him is going to be huge massive uh, absolutely you know we 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 talked to him in the locker room today and <laughs> strange he was very good the entire time we talked he had a t-shirt wrapped around his hand you just want us to his, see well, it <laughs> i thought what did they put a hook on his hand i mean what what what, what but Captain he, Hook out it's there just so how he is. But, but he admitted he's going he's to have, we're kind of a brace or a wrap or whatever. But 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 you know the Falcons are going to realize that this guy is coming off thumb surgery and they're going to after the ball. Hey, that's be what you do, scraping at it. But that—that's what again. You're going to make mistakes. Just don't make the, the the colossal mistakes that that could cost you a, a, a tight game.
0: Yeah, and the Falcons being minus six in turnovers, the Colts are plus four themselves uh, with 24 takeaways, which is the second most in the NFL. Nineteen, straight, 19 straight games, straight is games is it? and I think the next next highest is only at seven or eight straight yeah, games. I
2: think I saw the graphic, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that was correct.
0: right. I, I forget who it was, I but, did too. Uh, but but I think it, the Broncos it remarkable were on that
1: graphic that they somewhere. Had
2: but, a, yeah, the, the number.
1: 19
0: more than double consecutive, the consecutive uh, game streak. We, we
1: talked to Gus Bradley on Tuesday, and, and I sort of said, How do you square the fact that I don't know how I worded it, but this defense is just sort of, you know, it's at the bottom of the league in, in points. Yep. Uh, third down conversion is not the uh, run defense, yet, mm-hmm. they're third in the league with 46 sacks, which ties a Colts franchise, uh, an Indianapolis franchise, franchise record and and the in the, well, the the takeaways are they second or third in the league in takeaways mm-hmm. so it, it, but it's really kind of strange the way this defense is thriving on maybe that's how they're they they certainly compensate for the run spotty on run and even mm-hmm. the points because they, they're making those splash plays mm-hmm we talk about an offense and they're doing it on defense.
0: Right. And that's like, it goes into a, um, a discussion that you can have, like, what do you want? A a defense that, that stops you or a defense that takes the ball away. And I think we, we have, we have the perfect example in this game. Like the Falcons are a defense that stops you. The Colts are a defense that takes the ball away. And it always depends on what the offense can do with the ball. If you take it away or if the offense can drive after, you know, being stopped, but, but the Colts, this Colts defense, has proven to be a playmaking defense and and it has put the Colts in position to win a couple of the games. And if they have games like they did the other week against the Steelers every now and then that they really do stop the opponent very, very well, then then you have games that the defense can win. So so it, it, I think it's very easy to make make the case that the Colts have the the defense that you would want. If you were building an NFL team and you said, "Hey, you can have either the Falcons' defense or the Colts' defense," like you, you can make a very strong argument. I think for that, you would rather have the Colts' defense than the Falcons' defense because they're the defense that that is more dynamic, that makes more plays.
1: But they, but then they drive you crazy when they give up mm-hmm. three right. games with you're, thirty-seven you're, points, whatever it you're was. Not wrong. I think I saw where what they've given up thirty-plus four times. That might be the most in the league this year, yes. and and that's why their their run their scoring defense is whatever it is. You, uh, 27, 28, whatever. But now maybe they're getting their act together. Mm-hmm. So, and again, it's all, it, it's, again, it, we talked to JT about this today, how. The the season's a marathon. Well, not now. Now it's a three game sprint. Right. Get your act together. They they're getting their health mm-hmm. at the right time. So this is going to be a pretty cool three weeks of the season. Yep. Grab the momentum you have and ride with
0: it, man. Put, push strong for these next three weeks because you're going to have to to get in with with how everyone else is playing. Like you can, I said, and
1: you can have a home game. It's quite possible that that last game of the season
0: against the Texans it, is it,
1: is isn't that a playing game? I would imagine it is,
0: and I, I would not be surprised if it gets flexed to uh, to Sunday Night Football. Like it was a couple years ago against the Titans, in basically playing yes, Frank's 18. for sure. I think
1: it was. Yes, it was. And they went. To, they went to Nashville yeah. and they got it done. Like think Frank's walking on the field. How about them Colts? Yep. So that, yep. that's what you want. It's that's it's you know how you get there. Doesn't no no one cares, and it's playing well at the right time and playing well in December. And no no one no one even in that even the highest authority out there. Could have anticipated being tied for the, the division lead, and right now with a playoff spot in mid December, they just they just wouldn't have. Well, if if the highest
0: authority is thinking an AFC championship run is 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 in the books, then then who I'm talking knows? before the season started. Ah, yes. <laughs> Let, let's get to the Falcons' offense, some of their playmakers that they have. We know, like I said, Taylor Heineke will be under center. Uh, he started two other games this season, both of them were losses. Uh, uh, Bijan Robinson at running back, the rookie, has 176 carries for 801 yards, averaging 4.6 yards per carry, so a pretty hefty chunk there. Good season. And four touchdowns, three more touchdowns, uh, receiving 41 catches for him. Uh, the, the Falcons are insistent on splitting reps at running back, much to the chagrin of many of their fans, as Tyler Allgaier has also had 166 carries, only 10 fewer than Robinson, and is only averaging 3.5 yards per carry. So he is far from the running back that uh, Bijan Robinson is, but he has very close to the same number as carries um three touchdowns for him on the ground one touchdown for all through the air as well uh Corderell patterson also the uh the uh proverbial uh gadget guy there for the falcons offense 38 carries and seven catches can't believe he's still playing and neither can i and he was like a year or two ago he was really effective but uh but this year it just hasn't had the same uh, amount of production for sure uh drake london uh their young wide receiver 56 catches for him their leading receiver at 769 yards, has two touchdowns, has 14 catches of 20-plus yards. So he's averaging basically one of those every week. Uh, Kyle Pitts another young uh pass catcher at tight end 47 catches 586 yards two touchdowns for him and tight end Johnu Smith a couple of good tight ends there uh 43 catches 521 yards and two touchdowns for John so the Colts probably going to have to keep keep an eye out of the middle of the field if they want uh, to defend against those a hundred, guys
1: 1100 yards by yeah, your tie, between,
0: those two tight ends between wow. those two guys yeah. so yeah a whole lot of passes because probably because it, it, more in the role of uh, and this is even both of those guys are more than the 8.6 yards per carry that, that Jack Doyle would, would give the Colts over the years. But I, I was going to say more also because uh, they, you have a young quarterback Desmond Ritter for a lot of this ga- lot of this season, who is. Uh, as we know now, uh, not the future of the franchise, and so there's probably a good amount of checkdowns or a good amount of quick throws to try to get the ball out of his hands uh, fast, and uh, has not developed anything beyond that in order to go deeper to Pitts or deeper
2: to London. It's been a lot of a lot of the short passing game through him. It, it does sound like Heineke is going to be the guy for the rest of the season, unless something super duper uh, atypical happens. With right, that. The, the coach basically said, you know, we're going to stick with Taylor Heineke for the rest of the year, uh, but you never know. <laughs> You never do in the NFL. <laughs> you never know. On, on the defensive side, Falcons are their leading tacklers. Safety,
0: Jesse Bates the third has 111. The Fort Wayne, Indiana native, uh, five interceptions this year in his first year with the Falcons. Went over there in free agency from the Bengals uh, the, uh, the past couple years. The, those five picks are the third most in the NFL. Uh, linebacker Caden Ellis, 100 tackles. Linebacker Nate Landman, 85 tackles. Safety Richie Grant, 82 tackles. Sacks, uh, they have a couple guys who get in the backfield a fair amount. Uh, Ebicady, Arnold Cady, the linebacker, has five and a half sacks. Good old Bud Dupree, five sacks for him uh, and seven tackles for Excuse me for loss. Uh, defensive tackle Clayus Campbell, a longtime a Colt wrecker when he uh, played uh, with the Jaguars, of course, uh, has four sacks himself, six tackles for loss, and uh, David Onyemata has uh, three and a half sacks, five tackles for loss. Uh, once again, a defense that like it doesn't get after the quarterback quite as much as the Colts do, uh, but but it's still a, a defense that can get in the backfield, that can take you down there, and uh, is not as dramatic or as uh, play ma- as high a playmaking ability but uh, but still has some guys that uh that can that can do damage uh here in the nfl so those are those are the uh the the leaders on the offensive and defensive side uh, of the ball and the uh, the kicker of course for the atlanta falcons the uh, the famous uh young uh young way co or ho uh what's his uh, young young way is how you pronounce his first name Koo is his last name. Co, K K O O. So uh, it, it, yes. not, it is not spelled like that. Uh, his first name, but uh, but it is. He's actually a pretty good kicker though too. He like he's a strong kicker. He plays in a dome. He, he plays. He, he, he anyway. Uh, I just need to throw that in there. A little little young with Ko, Uh That's why uh,
1: it's good to just have a. Exactly. You Matt, can just write it down. Matt Gay. Matt Gay. Uh, it, nice it's seven. It's seven letters.
0: Maybe we should bring up Matt Gay right now and uh, do a little bit of a uh, uh, what's it called? A a rundown of the injury list. Limited practice on this was in a uh, on Wednesday a um, a, a walkthrough. Type it, day. It,
1: if they practiced today, this is what we estimate these guys would have done. Michael Pittman limited on that day, trying to get back from his which, concussion. Which yesterday was a
0: good sign. It is a very good sign that he's out there and limited. He was in the locker room. I saw him changing in the locker room and we're not allowed to talk to him because he's in concussion protocol, but he was there. And They like, had a guy with a Taze gun that would have put, taken exactly, you down. Exactly, yeah. I just remember the time that we talked to Ryan Kelly when he yes. finally cleared concussion protocol that yes. one time, and he didn't know that he had cleared concussion protocol. Right, right. So we went up to him, he's like, I don't know if I've cleared, Gary. but we were like, well, Shane just told us you did. And so he like yelled at somebody else, like, hey, this is on you. If uh, I forget, <laughs> if it was some staffer, this is on you if, if I'm not cleared. But he did talk to us uh, very graciously. But, uh, but yeah, in this case, we know that uh, Pitt is not cleared yet, and he won't be in until at least Saturday, I'm sure. So we we will not talk to him this week. We won't get that opportunity to to. Rehash I'm not ruling really out
1: talking to him tomorrow. What's that? I'm not ruling really out talking to him
0: tomorrow. If you say so, I, I'm I I would be surprised if he is cleared, before, uh, right after practice on Friday. I, I would think that they would schedule the uh, the meeting with the uh, what's it called the, the independent neurologist the for well, after well, the media well, time.
1: Well, so. since we're talking injuries and all this. He practiced today. At, uh, yep, he's out there practicing. Brett and the other guys, and he's not wearing a red jersey. All right. Oh wow. Which, That's good. which, wow. which means he has taken that step. Good. Uh, from talking to Joel Erickson mm-hmm. and, and other guys yesterday, the fact that he was limited, mm-hmm. you know, he had to he had to get like the step three, I think yeah. it is. Yeah, it's the third. step. And then this the- is step four today, where you're contact without a jersey. And then tomorrow, I mean, if if he's a day ahead, and he and he should, and he's a day ahead he had an extra day cuz the game was saturday right so he he could hypothetically come out of tomorrow or come out of today fine mm-hmm. you know whatever your term of fine is but right. but ne- neurologically and then check with the neurologist independent guy tomorrow mm-hmm. yeah. probably it probably won't happen but but it's, it's not it's, impossible it's in it's incredibly encouraging yep. that he's at this point yep now we had Ryan Kelly when you were talking, was it two weeks ago, three weeks ago, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago? When he when he practiced, practiced, and then we thought he was took a step back. Right, right. So you so you don't know. I'm telling you, of of all the players on this team, and all the shots that Pittman takes, what, he gets 12 or 13 targets a day and a game, and he gets lit up quite often, he does. And to see him go down like that with that hit and get up and walk off now i was told that he had some memory loss that night Mm -hmm. which i think which i think is standard operating procedure with concussions unfortunately but i thought or not abnormal at least right but i thought him walking off is when he's on the field trying to get his senses he's thinking i'm not i'm not being carried off of this on a a cart i'm not Mm -hmm. because that's how he is and that's Running back mentality. Oh, it's of his it's, dad. it's, it's dad's mentality. Yeah, and it to me that's just another reason where, yes, you're going to resign the guy. <laughs> he, he's it, he's not everything you want in a one receiver. He's not to this point, and we and we'll talk about that in the off season. But he's everything you want in, in, in a player. Mm-hmm. You know the, the the durability, the the productivity. Yes, you want more in this phase, but but this is the kind of guy that you build your roster and your locker room around so it's very encouraging i hope he plays he needs to get another catch dog on it cuz he's what matched his career high with 99 yep uh but good to see you. i hope i hope he takes that last step cuz he's just such a, and he's such a pleasant guy to be around he really he really is so he's pretty open with us like he I, is. I like
0: he's he's not i, I wouldn't say he's uh, he just spills all the beans but he's he's very willing to share unlike some other guys who are uh strong offensive uh players uh, in the locker room who we spoke about earlier who like to to and and I'm not I'm not disparaging him as a person like a Jonathan Taylor right right here at all like they they, they, they their... choose to speak to us and choose to speak publicly in different ways and I I I, 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 you live with one, and I, I appreciate Pittman very much. When I speak and with and him,
1: but like I said today, JT was very, very open, very engaging. Yes, which is great. Which is great, and I, it surprised me.
0: Yes, but it would not surprise you if Pittman was like that. That's the thing, right? It's well, I m- that, remember when he
1: after the like game that. was it was it Cleveland or New Orleans, where he said maybe I'm not part of this. I think it was the Cleveland game. Yeah, I Cleveland. thought yeah, yeah. he had like two targets or right. whatever, and and he knew that he stepped in it. His he own did. his own mess. Yes, <laughs> and I still remember we go to Men's Shoes locker on Wednesday, and Pitt's over there, waiting. Yep, and he, he's like, he, hey guys, and, come on over here. And that's that's when we talked about the, the the culture that that Steichen wants to have. Accountability is like number one. There just is, and that's what that's what uh, Pitt was doing. He he knew he said things he shouldn't have said. And he, and he stood up for it so but yeah and, and also I, I can't remember my 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 mind is fleeting but jt again today was the big day right he needs to test that he, he's been doing work behind the scenes mm-hmm. with the trainers and all this and and you you can you can get the good feel of the football in your hand mm-hmm. but not until somebody's out there and these yeah. guys are gonna they're they're not gonna take a sledgehammer to his hand but but they're gonna Test that they're hand. Gonna, they're
2: going to punch it. Like, they always to. have these punches. I don't want
1: my first day to know if it's healthy, no. if it's strong enough. Sunday. No. Yeah, you don't. You, you can't don't want do
2: it. when you're coming around the left
1: end, uh, yeah. and you say,
0: "Oh, I guess <laughs> I wasn't quite ready." you pre pops you, and you're like, "Oh shoot, there goes the ball." No. So, like, so it, that
1: to, yeah. to get again for the for the for the sprint to the to the finish line to have Pittman to have Taylor, whether or not they get. Braden Smith back I don't know I, I didn't I even not. he didn't practice he wouldn't have practiced yesterday I don't know that he practiced today and that's really really uh concerning yeah. I don't know the, the time he's missed yeah but I think by and large this team's Getting its health back at the right time. Yeah, you can follow us at Colts Blue Zone for some updates on that.
0: Chap is at MChapel51. I'm at DaveG underscore sports. Matt is at Statomatti. Uh, some other injury updates Eric Johnson would have been limited on Wednesday with uh, his ankle injury. Jonathan Taylor was a full participant technically in that walkthrough. There's a difference between being a full participant in a walkthrough and a full participant in a real practice, though, especially for a guy who's testing that thumb, as you were just talking about, Chap, whether it's for ball security or pass protection or whatever. Uh, and did not practice. Braden Smith with his knee. Zach Moss with his arm. Sagoon Luby, a hip injury, and then Matt Gay there we'll touch on quickly before we get into our game predictions with his hip injury. The first kickoff last week against the Steelers, the kick did not look good. It was a rant thing. And uh, and and then he missed the kick, pulled it to the right, nearly pulled another one to the right. Last couple weeks, uh, he missed four kicks. Yeah, in it, two it, weeks. It is not it has not been what we saw at the start of the season. So a, a little rest might be very helpful for him right now. And 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 if he's not able to go this weekend, well then we'll we'll get some some wild and crazy football. Today. Probably okay. Good. He he's was
1: he was out there today. I, I don't know what they're kicking. Right. Routine is, right.
0: is but. But Matt Gay might be out there, and we'll hold your breath the first time he goes up there to kick, for sure. And uh, if I were the Colts, I wouldn't be opposed to saying, Rego, go out and, and do the kickoffs, and we'll just focus on Gay doing doing extra points. And, and
1: well, and what you have to do, you know, goals. if he's not 100%, which, you know, who is at this time, but with right. your kicker, maybe you don't try a 56-yard field goal. Yep. I mean, maybe, yep. but the one he missed, he missed, what, two last week field mm-hmm. goals? They weren't. They weren't long. They no. weren't
0: fifty plus. They were either forty plus or thirty plus. Right, and
1: that's a concern again because yeah. this team again it's 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 margin of error is just it's it's just thin. Mm-hmm. It just is, and in you know the, the one of me missed last week was at the end of the game, which is you know, and so what? Well, mm-hmm. it's a big deal because does that carry over in how Shane Steichen? You know, calls plays or at the end of plays at, at mid season or mid, mid field or whatever. His first
2: so. miss last week uh, was from fifty six. Oh, okay, what? okay, yeah, the big long it, one. It, it, yeah, really? Yeah, that, it was a long one.
0: Okay, and I he, forgot he that. Did not, That's my bad. It, I'm sorry. It was. It was just straight, way off. Straight
2: to the left. Yeah. Just it was, like right off his foot. It was a bad kick. Yeah. Some, some of the other ones. Which we've not missed. seen from him. Exactly. Usually, it, it right. you know, maybe a late rotation or something right. like that kind of hooks away from it. And, and last week's, that first one was just not even. Thanks for correcting me. Yeah. yeah I did not remember that. Okay. But I went
1: back and looked and he's he's missed two in two games now. Two in two back-to-back games. He hadn't missed two kicks of any kind of game since his rookie year. Mm. Uh, so so it's, it's just, that's what it's. it's I remember back in 19 when Vinny had such a bad thing, a, a, a bad season, is early on you were thinking, is he okay? Mm-hmm. And they kept saying, no, he's fine. And even Vinny said, no, I'm fine. There's nothing. And then it comes out that he needed knee surgery. Right. I'm not saying that's what this is at all. But if a kicker has anything that's not feeling right, I think he's he's limited What was it? Was it is it a hit, right hip. Hip is well, what that, they that's say, all, yes. That's all about your, your swing motion and yeah. all that. So. Yeah,
0: that's, that's power, that's accuracy, that's everything there. And uh, like you said, the margin for error is small, and that's because there are a lot of teams gunning for those final playoff spots. The Colts are currently seventh with three games remaining at Atlanta, home against Las Vegas, home against Houston. Playoff watch is on with the Bengals visiting the Steelers on Saturday. The Bills visit the Chargers also on Saturday, so a big Saturday. You're one one thing real on? quick with yeah, the yeah,
1: uh, Trevor Lawrence is not practicing today. Oh okay, boy. Oh so boy. I mean, and they're at Tampa. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, you're a Baker Mayfield fan. Yeah. Got uh, 380 uh, yards and four touchdowns last week. Pretty, Baker. Know, he, he had a perfect rating. Yeah. Let's go. And Mayfield. I, I remember watching the start of that game when he had a fumble. Awful fumble and at, at the five yard line. You're thinking, here, this is the bad Baker. Here we go again. No, nope. So, Wrong. So it, it's really, it's really going. It's this is going to be such a cool time mm-hmm. that we're not spending half of our podcast well if they lose this game they're like number six in the draft <laughs> draft polls so, so th- about this, about is really, this is a fun time
0: Jaguars Bucks like you said uh Patriots Broncos is Sunday night football for uh, for the Broncos there that's gonna be
1: awful yeah t- t- take the under I mean and yeah. feel good about
0: it and the probably the game the biggest game to watch is Browns Texans for for Colts fans out there the Browns visit the Texans they're in Houston so uh keep your eye on CJ Stroud keep your eye on uh what's his again what's his name Joe Flacco uh, the The Super Bowl MVP there, Joe Flacco, uh, who I, I keep... Who will be in uh, the gosh, Business gosh, Hall lights, of Fame. These lights are so bright here today, guys. Seriously. I, what, what, did somebody just turn them up today? Falcons injuries. Uh, David on Yamada, um, Yamata with an ankle. Uh, Caleb McGarry, their offensive lineman knee injury, did not practice on Wednesday. Both have missed the last two games. Uh, so not trending in the right direction there. Colts-Falcons, 1 p.m., kickoff in central Indiana See C- uh, on Fox 59. Once again, Colts w- one-point underdogs here. The over-under line's about 44, so they're anticipating, what, a 23-22 20, uh, 22 21 ball game in that range. And like I said, smelly fish with the Colts 5 and 1 in their last six, the Falcons having lost their last two, you got to think with the Falcons being favored in this game, the average better would look at that and say,
1: "I'm taking the Colts." But Vegas doesn't know any more we know more about this team than Vegas does, so we think. Yes. God, I... But uh
0: but th- that that gives me pause. Th- like that line um that uh that that is that is where it is. So, like, I'm I'm nervous about this game. I'm still picking the Colts. Um, I'm, there shouldn't be trap games. No, not at this this point. late in the season. No, I'm going twenty to seventeen. Uh, I think the Colts win Ooh. this game. Okay. Ooh, okay. I didn't know who you were going to go with. Colts, Colts, twenty to seventeen. Um, but I like I I do think it's going to be a one score game, just with uh, the Falcons playing at home. And again, I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do a like last week. I thought the Colts could win by a couple scores, and, and that's what happened. Like we we saw the Colts defense really but not step 30 up. In a row. Not thirty. No, it wasn't. Wasn't thinking that
2: would be the case, but especially not after the first
0: quarter. <laughs> yeah, So it was thirteen nothing. I was like, oh boy, I was really wrong. Nope, uh, was right again. As, as per usual um but uh but yeah Colts Colts 20 to 17 is is my prediction for this weekend and the uh, the last two games just become all that more important
2: Matt what do you think I'm going to hope that the Cincinnati game was was kind of the the egg that they laid and they they got it out of their system so I'm going to go ahead and go with the Colts here too I'm going to go 21-17 with them uh limiting the turnovers uh, making a couple plays on defense and 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 winning the game
1: Chap I'll make it a clean sweep I've got 24-16 I just I think the defense is getting its act together. Atlanta's strength is is the run game, and I, and I think this run defense is going to start really getting its act together. And we talked about the forty six sacks tying a an Indy record. These guys aren't, aren't aren't you know harping on it too much, but they'd love to get that. And and to think that that this team could have more sacks in a season than Freeney and Mathis mm-hmm. had is crazy. Yeah. I like the way they're playing. I think Minshew's going to do what he needs to do. I think Taylor plays and makes a difference. I think Pittman plays. You just keep it rolling.
0: Yep. It's um, Dio with eight sacks. Uh, Quiddy has seven and a half. Samson Samson's has nine, and, nine, a nine and a half. Yeah. All, all career highs. Yep. How about that? Buckner has six. He's behind all these guys.
1: And we've talked. It, it's great to see Buck like have your team high total, but he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. He needs to be that – <laughs> as great as he is, he needs to be mm-hmm. that complimentary pass rush guy. Right it's a good thing yep. that he's uh, fourth right i agree you were third the third it's the third I, I think got, he's I've four. I've got him at four. Yeah, so he's got four. him four. Yeah. nine
2: and a half. Oh, dang, but with eight. Right, eight right. with seven and a half. That's Man, what that you sense. want.
1: And yep. he could come up and get you three
0: anytime he wants. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So uh, we, we hope it's an enjoyable weekend for all you Colts fans watching the Colts and Falcons. Once again, 1 p.m. kickoff broadcast in Central Indiana on Fox 59. Read all of Mike Chapel's work online, fox59.com, cbs4indy.com. We uh, will see you next week on the Colts Blue Zone podcast.